Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's Brendan Escott with you this evening in Edmonton because the Oilers are off to Nashville for a game tomorrow against the Predators... Six o'clock, yeah, six o'clock our time on uh, six thirty, Chad. Which means we on our program start at three. Face-off show at four thirty. There you go. Uh, yeah, this Thursday, I should tell you, this uh, October nineteenth, Roos Chris Steakhouse is hosting the perfect night out. Join us for an exquisite five-course wine pairing dinner featuring Camus Vineyards. Come with us on a, a culinary journey accompanied by Napa Valley's finest wines. Reservations are required. Call 780-990-0123 or visit Roos Chris Steakhouse on Eventbrite. That would be via the Google search, <laughs> I believe. Um, my goodness. There's been a lot on Google uh, and the internet about what the Oilers have done or neglected to do or failed to do in the first couple games of this regular season. So good time for a MACD Monday to break it all down with Craig McTavish. Brought to you by Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rentals and sales. Craig, you get a break this week. You're on with Brendan. How's it going? Oh. It's going great, Brendan. Bob's <laughs> avoiding me. I can see that well, early he, on in the season. I think he's. Uh, I think he's emceeing some sort of party tonight to do with our New West Travel uh, group. Oh, so yeah. he's moving and Valiberty shaking. Travel. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's doing what he does best. Um, so listen, Craig. Obviously, yeah. uh, among the fan base, there's quite varying levels of concern after an eight-one defeat on opening night, and then a four-three loss on home ice, in which I mean they dictate some of the play for sure, but the result wasn't there. What's your level of concern right now with what you've seen, or is it simply too early to even be asking that question? Well, it's, it's, it is too early, but uh, I will say that adversity has a way to galvanize the team early, and uh, there's no question we have a, a fantastic hockey team, and this is just going to narrow our focus really quickly and get us uh, to improve our game. And, and uh, I mean, there are obviously, obvi- there are obvious areas of uh, our game that need, uh, need some help, uh, mostly defensively giving up the number of goals that the Oilers have given up the last, the first couple of games is a little bit troubling, but uh, you know, they're, they're well coached and Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson and the coaching staff will be, uh, all over this and i expect a great effort in nashville yeah, for sure and we we had to know there was going to be an adaptation period with this defensive system and i said last week you know the reason that i'm not concerned about it is because it's not like they're off on their own blazing a trail calgary is is following a similar um, system that they're trying to integrate as well uh is there anything that you've seen specifically to do with that system that is noticeably different uh, this time around i mean some of the same culprits i would suggest i'm i'm watching commit the same styles of turnovers what have you noticed in terms of how it's structured well what's what could go wrong has gone wrong through the first couple games i mean we didn't play well obviously in vancouver to start the season but vancouver got a lot of breaks where pucks found guys at the side of the net 
and it, it just really wasn't our night. And coming back, it's it's a tough game to win in here after you get blown out 8-1. And I felt going into the game that it was going to be a really tight game. I mean, I know a lot of people were expecting us to just go out there and uh, and blow them out. And maybe I was thinking I was wrong about forecasting a tight game after the first shift when we scored on the first shift. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's there's some things that you can point to. Uh, some guys are coming off injuries. They're not quite on top of their game, which can be expected. Uh, Evander Kane is... You know, he's he's not made as many plays as he normally does when he's on top of his game. Connor Brown has missed a lot of time, too, as well. And, you know, normally Connor uh, McCavid can carry anybody. Uh, but sometimes even a great player like Connor is going to need a little bit uh, more support, I think, than, than what he's had for the first couple games. So it looks like they're going to make some subtle tweaks to the to the lineup. When you have Leon and Connor on the on the same line, it's I mean, it's it's pretty lean. After that, I mean that shift's going to be a great one, obviously. And uh, I mean the numbers were incredible, really, for for Connor and Leon in in the game that we lost here in uh, Edmonton four three. I mean they just they generated a lot. It just seemed I was at the game. It seemed like we were in their end the whole game, but you had this ominous feeling when it got into our end that something bad was going to happen. And, uh, you know, sure enough, it did. There were a couple deflected goals. That's always the difficult defense for the coach to try and, uh, uh, to, to, to try and develop the strategy for a tight deflector. I mean, the first one was a cross body deflection, which is really hard. So I don't, I can't fault anybody on that. It was just a really good play by Kuzmenko. And uh, and a great point shot by by Hughes. I mean, Jan Mark maybe could have got the shooting lane, but Hughes takes that across. He's he's probably the best. Him and uh, Kale McCarr, laterally moving defenseman uh, in the league, and uh, that was a tough tough save for uh, Stu. Uh, the other one, the Hoaglander def- deflection. When somebody's tight to the blue paint. I mean, there's an argument to just leave them there because if you start getting your defense in there, you want to box them out before they get there if you can. But if they get established there, you know, it's it's really uh, if you if you try and knock them out of there and add another uh, screener, a friendly screen, it's more difficult for the goalies. But I mean, the goalies got to get really tight to the deflector and. Uh, you know, ho- hopefully minimize the uh, the angle that the deflection comes in uh, to the net on. But uh, you know, they, uh, we 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 should have definitely won that game. We outplayed them, but uh, I- I'm not panicking. That's for sure. Chatting with uh, Craig McTavish on a Mac T Monday, which is brought to you by Contract Equipment, and Mac T is our headliner today, which is brought to you each day by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W I L H A U K today. So let me, Craig, quickly rattle through the lines here. You mentioned it. So yeah. David is uh, playing with Drysidle and Evander Kane. They had Ryan Nugent-Hopkins with Zach Hyman and Warren Fogle jumping up there. 
Ryan McLeod centering Connor Brown and Dylan Holloway, who I think has looked really good so far. And Matthias Janmark with Derek Ryan and Adam Ernie up front. Uh, so obviously the question here is, it's pretty early to be looking for that uh, that super nuclear option, but I wonder if there's something to just getting some warm and fuzzies into the mix here, seeing if they can't, uh, you know, get some true offense generated. We know they can play together, right? So is it maybe about getting something sparked for this group? Well, I think the, the decision is totally to give Connor a little bit more support. And uh, while, I mean, Evander's there, uh, when, when Leon and Connor play together, I mean, they're lethal. But the, the downside is it's lean after that for the next two and a half, three shifts. And it's, uh, you know, you're taking from Peter to pay Paul type of, type of strategy. But, I mean, they're absolutely lethal together. And uh, I think uh, in light, uh, Connor's, Connor Brown's going to take a little bit of time, I think. He's a good hockey player. It's, we have every right to assume he's going to be an upgrade for uh, Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, and I think he will be over time. But it's going to take him a little bit of time. He's, he's, he's missed a lot of time himself. So give Connor just a little bit, well, a lot more support when you put Leon up there. And uh, that, I mean, obviously those two guys like to play together because, you know, they're so productive together. And uh, it's a great option to have. Uh, I thought R&H was really good uh, the other night in, in Edmonton. He, he played well. So, uh, you know, he's going to play well with Hyman. I like Hyman a lot. I thought he played well. Fogel. I mean, it's just, for me, I like everything about him, but I don't like the productivity. Like, the, the production is not uh, high enough right now for a, for a top six player. And you look at the opportunity that he had when he missed the net and kind of launched the, we had Cody Cece and Darnell tra- uh, chasing that play up. And, uh, I mean, a good playmaker is going to make that play, but, Warren, uh, you know, played to his strengths and tried to shoot it on the net and it missed on the on the far side and then everybody got burnt. So it was an unfortunate play. But uh, there, there's, I mean, there's going to be uh, lots of line juggling throughout the year, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't mean any respect by or disrespect rather by this, but uh, you can't teach instinct, you know. So at some point, uh, maybe it's a better fit for Dylan Holloway to jump up there because he's got that offensive angle to his game. Chatting with Craig McTavish right now on a Mac Team Monday on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. They've got the uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show live at the River Cree this Friday. All spooky seasoned up. October 20th. Get your tickets now at rivercreeresort.com. Uh, Craig, goaltending-wise, did you expect them to split the first couple of starts, or did you figure that the one who took the job, uh, theoretically, for opening night would... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, the way it played out in Game 1, tell me who you thought was going to start Game 2. <laughs> oh, well, I, I thought Skinner all day long in Game 2. And, uh, I mean... Yeah, it's a bigger body of work than just training camp, too, as well. And I thought, you know, the decision to start Jack Campbell in game one was, was a good decision. It, it, he, he played well. He played two great games in preseason, albeit preseason. And, uh, you know, gave him a little runway to keep, keep it going, to, to give him a start. 
Um, it didn't go well. I mean, it wasn't. It was a lot of breakdowns and so forth. So they were not the goaltenders. Uh, issues completely that's for sure but uh then obviously skinner goes back and i'm sure jay told uh Stu that he was going to come back with him in game two and wanted to start him at home but uh you know i i think uh you, you don't want you you want to establish somebody as your number one so i'd be surprised if they don't go largely with skinner here for the next little while is it good for a team to head out on the road uh, and for a mini road trip like this? I know they're on the road in Vancouver, but a little bit different when you've got the hour-long plane ride or what have you. They actually get a trip in. They're going to play in a couple of cities. Tell me what that does for a group. Well, it gets the group together and, uh, you know, galvanizes the focus. These guys, they're, 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 they're serious hockey players, serious athletes, and... Uh, you know they they know what's at stake right now, so they're they're uh, it's going to be good I think to get them on the road together. But Nashville's a tough building to play in, and it's going to be a, a really tough game there again. I mean there aren't. I used to say if you if you look at the schedule when you get the schedule in September and you don't see an easy game on the schedule, you, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> But it really, really, there there aren't. I mean, you would think Philadelphia would be a game that uh, that uh, the Oilers will will dominate. But you know, Nashville is a pretty good hockey team, and they're going to be tough. There's going to be some money on the boards, obviously, for uh, Matthias Ekholm in his uh, homecoming. There, does that sort of uh, amp up a team? Will there be some rallying around that subject matter before game time? Well, I think this guy just has so much respect in that locker room from his teammates that they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna rally around him and support him. This guy is, I mean, you just these types of guys just are never available by trade, and we were lucky to get him. He's an unbelievable teammate. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Kevin Lowe the way that he plays the game, and uh, you know the, the 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 way that he leads. It's. Uh, it's been super impressive to add him and then Zach Hyman too. I would give, I would say he's right in that ilk too, as well as terms of guys that are completely respected and appreciated amongst their teammates. And, and being a good teammate is, is an underrated quality. I mean, I've always believed that. And I can, I mean, over time, that's what stands the test of time. Nobody cares. I mean, we all played on great teams, but when we get together, nobody really even cares how many goals you got. But the one thing they care about is how supportive and how good a teammate you were. And we've added a lot of really good character people the last little while. So that's going to hold us in good stead through some of this adversity. I think you can see that around the league as well in the way that Anaheim prioritized getting guys like Alex Kalorn and Radko Gudis signed in Chicago. You see the insulation of Taylor Hall, Corey Perry, just uh, guys that you know can help with that aspect of things. And those teams had cap room, so they were able to overpay a little bit for that value, which again I think lends itself to what you were saying that sometimes you you know it's you bring value by the type of teammate that you are. Yeah, you um, Bedard, you want to surround him with. I mean, this guy has a maturity way above his birth certificate. There's no question about that. This guy has faced a lot of things and overcome them all, and he's off to a fantastic start. He looks like he's going to be 
a, a real phenom, but you want to surround him with with uh, players of great character. And Taylor's had a lot of experience. Taylor Hall's had a lot of experience in his career, and I'm sure he's at the stage of his career where he would appreciate, you know, uh, being a mentor to uh, Connor Bedard. I'm glad you bring up. We're, we're going to end here because the the hype train of Connor Bedard has pulled into Union Station. Is that what it is in Toronto tonight? I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, but Austin Evil Matthews, Empire. It, it, I mean, good grief! Matthews has come out with an absolute gunslinging mentality, which makes him uh, the player that he can be. That's when he's at his best. Back to back hat tricks out of the gates. Uh, he's lit the league on fire again. And then you've got this kid, this super. Prospect who comes in meeting so far every click along the way. He's got three points in three games. Uh, just talk about sort of the start to the season for both of these guys as they played out in the first period out at Scotiabank. Well, amazing uh, matchup for sure. And I, I was reading some of Matthew's comments about Bedard and very respectful and bang on as you would imagine and vice versa. Bedard very respectful of uh of Matthews. I mean, I, Matthews to me is, is, uh, you know, along a similar ilk of Mark Messier. Like there's, there's nothing, no, no, nothing in the game can happen that he can't influence, whether it's being good defensively or being, uh, a physical player scoring timely goals on demand. I mean, there's, he, he reminds me of uh, of Mark in that regard, and Bedard. He he's he's he reminds me more of Wayne. Like he's he's got a uh, an instinct, and Wayne did it cerebrally. You know his his spatial awareness was incredible, and I think uh, I mean Connor's probably Bedard is. Not going to reach that level, I would, I would guess. But uh, I mean, he does it with with hockey sense and awareness. I mean, Wayne was so incredibly brilliant in terms of reading the ice and being able to, you know, how can you get on a two on one thirty times and every time pass it through that defenseman right on the table? <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, the the awareness. So so. You know, we have a little bit of Gretz and a little bit of mess going in Toronto tonight, so that'll make for good, good entertainment for Sportsnet. Yeah, they're scoreless through one, so it's going to be a fun final 40 minutes. Craig, this was a lot yep. of fun. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the action this week. Okay, Brandon, thanks. All right, Craig McTavish on a MACT Monday for our friends at Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rentals and sales. Remember I said that there was a, another New West travel trip coming up. It's in January. You're going to watch Hockey Night in Canada live. I'll tell you the rest of the details when we get back to Oilers now. We understand um, the expectations, uh, the excitement, and obviously the desire to win in this city. And, and we all feel the exact same way. Um, and I think... Uh, the community, the fans uh, understand that, that we as players feel that exact same way, if not more, and uh, you know, want to put our best foot forward. It's not going to be perfect every night. Uh, it hasn't been perfect these first two games, but uh, we look forward to getting better as the season goes on. 
First chance to put the first win in the column this year, I guess, goes tomorrow night on 6.30, Chad. Sounds weird to say it that way through, I guess, just two games. But again, the sky is not falling. If you disagree, you better bring a good case. 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. They are at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Uh, but hey, I got to tell you about this. Due to popular demand, New West Travel has added a second package on the exclusive Oilers Now road trip to Montreal to watch the Oilers play the Canadians. It's hockey night in Canada in January. Package includes airfare, three nights in a deluxe hotel in downtown Montreal, game tickets in a private suite with food and drinks, and, of course, that welcome reception with Bob Stoffer and special guests. Experience the incredible hockey history in Montreal this January. To be a part of the awesome Montreal road trip, call New West Travel today or check them out online at newwesttravel.com. To the Oilers now injury report, which, knock on wood, is pretty bare right now for our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. In fact, nobody on the NHL roster has an injury designation at this point. They're without goaltender Ryan Fante in the long term down in the minor league, so it was Calvin Pickard that picked up their first win of the season on Friday night. Again, we'll have Colin Chalk, head coach of the Con doors coming up at 6.35 this evening for our farm report brought to you by Wave Bathroom vent Renovations. Uh, elsewhere, Brady Stonehouse, who is, of course, back down with the Ontario 67s. Uh, he is playing, had an undisclosed injury during camp, but that is that. We will send it off to a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn. Bring it back with daily face-offs Frank Saravalli for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta.